Mr. Nikrasov, thank you very much indeed for your time. Now, why do Pleasure. you think Snowden wants asylum in Russia? Well, he's desperate. I mean, it's an act of desperation, this uh, gathering of those human rights activists. Uh, if you want to really resolve your problems, you don't do call human rights activists. You ask diplomats, politicians to conduct talks behind the scenes. So what uh, basically Ed, uh, Edward Snowden has done is he's putting pressure on Putin, not on an Americans. President Putin now has a headache, actually, because he didn't really want this to happen. Because when he told Snowden that he has to stop revealing his secrets, he basically cut off his oxygen, because that's the only reason why he defected, if you put this word, if you use this word. And uh, I think that uh, the Kremlin was expecting him to basically look at other countries. And now, suddenly, uh, the Kremlin has to think of what to do with this man. And, um, I, I, you know, I've been uh, listening to some commentators uh, talking about this, and I can tell you something that Ed Snowden is not a whistleblower in a proper sense because there's nothing new that he said that we didn't know. This spying went on for decades, and the Americans actually invented Internet to spy on others, and uh, that's why Internet is free. If it were <laughs> if, uh, that, that's basically the only reason why they sort of threw it all, all over the world. What Ed Snowden, we don't know his reasons, of course, and then when he's saying that he left his um, salary, his family, and so on, my instinctive reaction is he's mad. Because, uh, okay, he wanted to fight for justice, but you don't do it like that, you see. Because he was a, a CIA operative, uh, uh, he had certain, you know, legal obligations, and so on, so you don't really do it like that, like he did. And when this connection to WikiLeaks, we obviously understand, money is involved somewhere in it and we don't know his financial position and why he, why he defected, um, why he ran away. So uh, that's, that's uh, a desperation act and uh, I think that the, the, the midnight oil will be burning in the Kremlin, they didn't want that at all. Uh, the other point which is always being, I think, uh, uh, mixed up is that uh, when everybody says, well, there is no extradition treaty between Russia and America, well, this extradition treaty uh, the lack of it does not concern foreigners, you see. This concerns only Russian citizens, and that means Russia will never, ever extradite a Russian citizen to America, right? Uh, this, we are talking about the foreigner here. I don't think this particular arrangement works for him, and I think that is why he's worried. That is why he is um, now desperate. I can feel there's a, obviously advice coming from WikiLeaks and its lawyers for him to do that. I don't think that was his own decision. I think that will be a tough decision for the Kremlin regarding his political asylum. Yeah. All right, and uh, what reaction can we expect from the U.S. now then? Well, obviously the United States will be uh, not pleased with that, and the United States, uh, to be honest with you, I think the United States have been behaving in a very weird way because, uh, you know, they've been uncovered as, uh, as a country that spies on everyone. It's allies, it's foes, everyone. And look at the way it handled the situation. It was it is saying, okay, we've been doing it, but that's not the issue. The issue is we want this guy back because he stole information from us and he's a spy. Now, I think that's quite arrogant. And uh, some people are saying, okay, we knew it. And I'm saying that we knew it. But, you know, it's like spying is like a bit like adultery. You do it, but you don't talk about it. So the Americans are now basically openly saying, yeah, yeah, we watch you, all of you. And uh, basically it's needed for fighting terrorism and uh, we're asking our citizens to balance their privacy uh, with the interests uh, with the national interests of America 
doesn't work really because um, terrorists and uh, big criminals, whoever they're looking for, they don't really communicate over the internet. And you know, uh, you can ask anybody in the Kremlin, they don't really share confidential information over their mobile phones and uh, over the internet because they know that the big brother from America and the Western Europe, they're watching and, and listening. So this American point that it was important to do this, to monitor everybody, because it, it helped to prevent 50, I think they said, terrorist act. And I remember saying, why they say 50? Why not 1,000? Why not 2,000? Nobody can check anyway, because you know, America has what? 140 or 50 security agencies now, and intelligence agencies now. And then obviously they need to do work. They need to be funded. So they will tell us all sorts of things nowadays. And uh, I think that the, the political credibility of America has suffered immensely, especially with that downing of the Bolivian president's plane. And basically people are now saying, look, these guys are doing whatever they want. They don't care about law and order. They don't care about the rules. They break the rules when it suits them. Yes, and uh, what do you think uh, Snowden's next steps will be if he does or if he doesn't get asylum? I'm, I'm asking because earlier on we had Anatoly Kuchirena here and he said that uh, Snowden is such a nice man and many people here actually feel for him. Yeah. Well, you know, being a nice man is not a profession, as we say in Russia, I think. And uh, the, pro the point here is this, that Snowden has created a situation and I think he thought when he calculated his moves that he would be welcomed as a hero. I think he was actually uh, looking at China initially, because why would he go to Hong Kong initially? That was probably China. China did not want to have anything to do with him. And I suspect the Chinese intelligence services told the bosses at the Politburo, look, this guy doesn't really know much. He's not really revealing much. We don't really want to have anything to do with him. The, the sooner he leaves, the better. I think deep down in their hearts, Russian officials and Russian security agencies thinking the same. I think they were hoping that once President Putin says, look, you can't really use this information that you stole to, 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 to harm the United States, I think they were hoping that he would find some other country to go. But unfortunately, because he's in a desperate situation, he decided to put the Kremlin in a difficult position. And the least thing, the last thing that the Kremlin needs now is this person, this is a guy asking for political asylum. Um, I, if I was advising President Putin now, I would tell him, no, don't do it. Because if he gets into Russia, what is the possibility, for example, that he disappears somewhere, just vanishes somewhere, and then tries to cross the border somewhere? Uh, it's very difficult. So he needs to be protected and so on and so on. I think it's a very, very uncomfortable situation yeah. for Russia. All right, Mr. Nikrasov, sorry to interrupt you. Alexander Nikrasov, political commentator, thank you very much indeed for sharing your views now. Thank you. So, whistleblower website, whistleblowing website.